What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Crying Arrow Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today we do have news, reviews, updates, tidbits, and factoids for you. Uh, we have a lot of things to discuss. We're going to talk about the highly, highly touted Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, talk about the boy and the heron that Mondi absolutely loved, and so much more, guys. Of course, we got MCU news to discuss as well. Uh, you're really going to love it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I really appreciate it. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe. I don't know why I keep saying that, because obviously if you're listening to this, you're probably not watching on YouTube as well. Anyway, um, yeah, let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Mandela. Mandela. What's up, man? Hello, hello. What's up, bro? How's it going? Good, man. It's almost, it's almost Christmas time. I see, your, I see your swag you got on, you know? <laughs> I see yours, too. What we uh what 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 do we got today? News reviews, updates, tidbits, factoids, all that good fun shit. Uh yes, sir. is there a lot of things to talk about? Question mark? I don't know. I I feel like it is. You know, I I haven't seen too many things fly across my timeline, but uh that's what you're here for, Monty. You're here to fucking enlighten me. So let's yes, get sir. it on. Uh first bit of Star Wars news is Andor season two was supposed to drop this year or next year in twenty twenty four. It's been pushed back. Um so I believe we're still getting the Acolyte and Skeleton crew next year, but no Andor Ooh. season two. <laughs> I'm actually excited for I'm I'm really excited for the Acolyte, but uh no more Andor season two until uh, twenty twenty five. So yeah. Ah, sorry, don't care. Wasn't a huge fan of season one. Uh Anne Hathaway says that she was originally cast as Black Cat in Sam Raimi's Spider Man four before the film was scrapped. Um, of course, she went on to become an, another cat, which was Catwoman. But <laughs> could you have seen it, and would you have wanted it? Um, Black Cat's just not one of my favorites. I'm sorry. Um, she's just like a horny thief, which is Catwoman. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. No, I wouldn't have wanted to see it. I mean, if it would have been presented to me in Spider-Man Four when that came out in 2011 or whenever it was supposed to come out, sure. But it would have been just as forgettable as her Catwoman was in The Dark Knight Rises. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. So, Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of always wanted to know what Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 would look like. Because um, I know Vulture was going to be the main villain. And apparently he wanted Black Cat in it too. Um, Ooh. But of, of course of course, we'll never know. But uh, I just, I've, I, I'll always wonder what that Spider-Man 4 Raimi's would have looked like to this day. Um, there's a new MCU show coming out, an animated one called Eyes of Wakanda. Uh, it mm. will release on on Disney Plus next year. It's a new animated series, and the 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 blurb is: Throughout Wakandan history, brave warriors have been at, have been tasked to travel the world, retrieving dangerous vibranium vibranium artifacts. This is their story. So, is it something that you're kind of looking forward to, or do you have any interest in a, a Wakanda show? Uh, I mean. I thought they were doing a live action one of these. Maybe they still are, um, but um, no, I'm not interested in this yet. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I need a little more to go on than just like the past random kings of Wakanda doing regular missions out there. Um, I'm sure it could be very interesting. And once I find out more about it, I'm sure I will be interested. As of right now, this doesn't excite me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I love Black Panther as much as I do. I, unfortunately, I've kind of been in the same boat. It's not like too exciting to me. I'll definitely check it out, you know, because um, at this point, like you said, in the MCU, you just can't miss anything. Everything, everything's fucking canon. Hmm, I um, so I, I, I'll, I'll probably definitely look for this. But next year, we're actually getting three animated projects from the MCU or from Marvel, should I say. Um, we got mm -hmm. this. We got the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The, the title was changed from Spider-Man freshman year. And we have X-Men 97. So um, and, not, and out of those three things, what's your... 
most anticipated out of those three? Uh, it's easily X-Men 97, but it's not really fair because I have prior context. I know what that show is. I grew up with that show. So, yeah, it's not really a fair race. But, um, yeah, I mean, X-Men 97. I mean, we, we, we've got What If Season 2 dropping pretty soon, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but, I said next year, though. Okay, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just saying this so we can move on from that. Um, yeah, uh, What If Season 2, like, I'm, I've am i already said I'm not watching it, and I'm standing firm on it. Like, they released, like, a new trailer today, and I was just like, no. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Um, I'll, I'll check your Instagram. So, yeah. All righty. Uh, Sean Gunn, now we're on the DC, will play the villain Maxwell Lord in James Gunn's DCU. Uh, this character, Maxwell Lord, was played by Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 84. Uh, what are your thoughts on Sean Gunn, brother of James Gunn, playing Maxwell Lord, if any? <laughs> Shout out to Sean Gunn. Um, as long as his brother's in charge, he'll have a job. So that angers so many of you niggas. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I was just like, okay, I kept scrolling, but so many of you niggas is like, why the fuck is he talking? Why? Why? Fucking Shazam? No fucking way that nigger's talking. Y'all are hilarious, by the way. Guys, he's referring to Zachary Levi's uh, comments on uh, Sean Gunn having the nepotism, um, basically. Oh, no, family. nepotism. Oh, oh, right. oh no. <laughs> um. This is a big one. Supergirl will reportedly appear in Superman Legacy now. Uh, they are currently casting the character, so that would obviously mean Sasha Kale, who played Supergirl in the Flash movie, is no longer in the DC. So very short-lived is Supergirl. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, we knew that <laughs> everything we saw, and you know, this is one of the major problems with, with that film. Like we knew that a lot of what we were getting. I mean, I don't know if I thought all of it, but a lot of what we were getting was going to be just completely irrelevant in this next calendar year. And it seems like that's the case starting with Sasha. I think her name is Kaye, but it could be Kaye. Oh, Kaye you're right. You're, you're, it's um, Kaye, you're right. Supergirl. So um, I guess we're getting, we're, we're getting a new one. Hopefully uh, she can, you know, live up to the, the brief performance that we got in flashpoint. Is that what it was called? Or is it just called the flash? It's just called the flash. Got it. Yeah. So um, yeah, who cares? I, I'm not, I'm not paying my money to see fucking Supergirl. And Superman Legacy, I'm not. So I really don't care about this, but shout out to um, Sasha Kale. Kaye. I actually do care. I mean, uh, I really enjoyed her as Supergirl, even though I wasn't the, the, the biggest fan of the movie. I mean, am I biased because she's the finest Supergirl we've ever had? Maybe. But still, I think she did the character justice. You know, I, I feel bad that it was so short-lived, you know, her tenure as Supergirl. I think she could have did some things with that character. Um hmm. Moving on, uh, last DC news is Damian Wayne debuts in a live-action DCU's The Brave and the Bold. So for those who don't know, guys, that's Robin, Batman's son in the comics. We also have, there's highly rumors as well of Robert Pattinson's The Batman 2 having Robin in it as well. Which Robin mm. iteration are you, are you more excited to see? I'm just curious. I'm frustrated that they're doing both. I'm not sure why Warner Brothers is allowing this to happen. Um, <laughs> but I would rather see Robert Pattinson's just because, like, I kind of know, well, I don't know what I'm getting, but, like, I, I know the world we're in, I, um, and, you know, I feel like I feel like a Robin could work more seamlessly there, whereas I'm almost 100% sure with James Gunn's Robin is just going to be another Rocket Raccoon, just another smart-talking, I'll-beat-your-ass type nigga. Just, just like the Robin we got in the Batman animated series. <laughs> He's just, like, this badass little kid. <laughs> I was just running around beating people's ass. Um that's what's coming if if it's from James Gunn. Like, and by the way, guys, for 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 anybody that's new here, I'm not the biggest James Gunn fan. I do think that the Guardians of the Galaxy that came out in 2014, 13 or fourteen, whatever whatever when it was, 
was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Um, but after that and before that with fucking Scooby-Doo, Guardians 2, Guardians 3, that shit is ass. So I'm, I'm sorry. Gar- yeah. Guardians 3 Guardians three was good. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, like I'm Guardians just so 3. scarred. So scarred by <laughs> Guardians 2. Um, but yeah, I I do not have high hopes for, for anything that James Gunn is doing in the DCU. He's going to have to fucking show me. And if he does, I'm going to come on the pod and say, James Gunn, you were right and I was wrong. I'm mad enough to do that. But until he does that, I have no faith. Sorry. I mean, if you can do two Batmans, you can definitely do two Robins simultaneously. And of course, the Robin from Raven Bowl will be the Damian Wayne. And I assume the Robin from the Batman 2 will be probably Tim Drake or um, whatever. Iteration Dick Grayson. Jason Dick, Todd. Dick Grayson. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, you, you can totally do that. And like you said, there'll definitely be two totally different Robins. One's going to be so fucking serious and just, uh, <laughs> and, and, and the other one's going to be like, yeah, here, Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so I. I love that dichotomy, I guess. Mm. Um, let's let's talk some trailers. We have the trailer for Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. How you say it? <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm not the anime guy. Julian is on the pod. Um, anyway, <laughs> funny. Hashira Training Arc. That's a long title. <laughs> um, scheduled for spring of next year. So you watch Demon Slayer. What are your thoughts on the trailer and this new Demon Slayer movie? Yeah, this is a bullshit trailer. The movie's going to be bullshit. This is the same shit they did last year. They released a four-minute clip, three minutes, and 50 sec- three minutes and 50 seconds of it. It's just a recap of what we've already seen, as if we just forgot. And then the last 10 seconds is like a random still from what we're about to see, which for those of you that don't know what a still is, it's just a picture. So, yeah, it's not a trailer. Um, and this this movie, this fucking movie, I'm not sure if everybody forgot what they did last year again, but they released a movie, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes for all my pod listeners out there. Um, where it was just an hour of what we've already seen in 30 minutes of new content, which is what they have confirmed they're doing again, except this time is going to be an hour of new content. Ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to be there opening night. But, 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 but. <laughs> I'm sick of you, but, but, but I'm going to be there late on purpose. Like if the movie starts oh. at seven o'clock, I'm not getting there till eight 15 at the earliest. Um, and that's to account for the preview. So I can make sure I only see what I want to fucking see. Um, so yeah, that, that's my thoughts on this bullshit. Demon Slayer bullshit that I'll be there opening night for. God damn it. All righty. Uh, we also have the trailer for the new mist. Oh, this is the trailer I missed. Damn it. The trailer for the Mr. and Mr. Smith show starring Donald Glover uh, coming next year in February 2nd. Mm-hmm. That's a very, spe- very special date. Uh, I love Groundhog's <laughs> Day. Uh, on Prime Video. <laughs> um, did you watch the Mr. and Mr. Smith trailer with Donald Glover? No, didn't see it. But I saw a lot of people talking about it, which is never a good sign because it seems like it was like universally like slandered. And it seems like people were I mean. Of course, it is natural to compare, especially when it's literally the same title. You're just like, okay, like they're not as sexy or cool as Angelina and Brad Pitt were and shit like that. But I don't know, man. I mean, I will wait to see the trailer before I give like an actual opinion. But from what I've seen from other people's opinion, they've been trying to shit on this. So, yeah. Like, it's so funny. Like the major complaint I've seen about this trailer is that, oh, that they're not sexy. As, as Like you said, they're not as sexy as Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Like that's, yeah. <laughs> I guess niggas love it. Niggas have to have a sexiness with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I guess. So yeah. I get it. Sure. It's, yeah, it's sure. a staple. It's a, sta- it's a staple in the franchise. Uh, we have the trailer for Kung Fu Panda 4 is being released mm. on March 8th of next year. Uh, and you didn't watch this trailer, I know, but are you a fan of the Kung Fu Panda 
franchise or trilogies? Um, yeah, man. Um, I have only seen the first two now that I'm remembering. I've never seen Kung Fu Panda three, so I have to go back. I have to, I have to go back and watch the first two, honestly. Um, but I'm super excited for this. Um, I can't wait to watch the trailer after I finish watching Kung Fu Panda three. Uh, shout out to Jack Black. Shout out to Aquafina. Um, I think she's absolutely amazing. She's she's entertained me in literally everything that she's been in, aside from fucking Renfield. But that just wasn't her fault. Uh, but yeah, Kung Fu Panda 4, coming to a theater near you. Yeah, like you, I have not seen part three either. I've seen part two oh, really? only once, and I've seen part one a thousand times. So I, I do plan on watching all the Kung Fu Panda movies, because most people say that it's really a great trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but this movie, I don't know, like, is this nigga's post arc seems to be the same in every movie. I mean, out of the two I've seen, like, he's a bumbling idiot fool who has learned his purpose. Like, how many times can they do this arc? Uh, but I'm, I'm sure, it, I'm sure there's, they're bringing something different enough to it. And like you said, Aquafina's in it as well as a new protege. She's been in every single animated movie since 2021. Um, so she's getting her animated bag. Her and Chris Pratt, boy, they keep the animated bag. Um, mm-hmm. and we have Viola Davis as the villain. She's going to voice the chameleon. Um, and we have Kihu Kwan as well. So shout out Kihu yeah. Kwan. Shout out to Kihu Kwan. The Renaissance continues. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Ariana DeBose uh, stars in the trailer to the new sci-fi thriller called ISS uh, in theaters January 19th. Uh, this is the movie. Remember this trailer where mm-hmm. there's these American astronauts in space. And all of a sudden, while they're in space on, on the space station, there's a nuclear war happening. They had no idea what's happening. So like the, the Earth is being like destroyed and they're having to battle basically the the Russian astronauts uh, in space as well to kind of see, I don't know, some something about that, but very <laughs> cool, very, very cool premise at least. Uh, okay. But, but, but you did not see the trailer, what you're saying. No. Okay. Well, yeah. So this is a January release. And so typically when it comes to January releases, they're probably bullshit that the studio just want to get out there, but hopefully the concept can carry this movie enough to, you know, make it somewhat interesting, but so I, I'll see it for sure. Um, and last trailer here, guys, is for Miller's Girl, starring Jenna Ortega and Martin Freeman has been released. Uh, this comes out, I believe, January next year as well. Uh, this <laughs> Julian did, Julian did not see the trailer for this one, but basically this is a t- uh, student played by Jenna Ortega. She's like a college student, 18 years old. And basically she starts having like seductive relations with her t- her college professor played by Martin Freeman from from the Black Panther movies, the only white dude. Um what are your thoughts on? Well, you didn't see the trailer, but what are your thoughts on the premise? That is, I feel like it's so played out now. Every year we get this the storyline of teacher and student having this fling or this sexual tension. But what, what are your thoughts? Uh, it just gives Jenna Ortega something to do. She's um, cashing in on her Wednesday fame, and this was just one of those offers that came across her plate. And they were like, "We'll give you ten million dollars if we do this." And she was like, "Bitch, when do I start? Um, I have January first through February twenty eighth available. Uh, fit me in." And they were like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I think about this fucking plot. Wow, quite the breakdown. Yeah, Miss Ortega's been busy lately for sure. She got a couple movies coming out next year. Um, but yeah, I, I probably want to check this one out, though. I, I'm a fan of Ortega and Freeman. Um, even though this premise has been done in the ground, hopefully they can bring something new to it. Um, yeah, we'll see. Kim Kardashian is set to star in a new Hulu legal drama series uh, produced by Ryan Murphy, who's done all the American Horror Story stuff and Glee and the Dahmer series. Her character is described as a Los Angeles most successful divorce lawyer and the owner of an all-female law firm. So Kim K is getting into the acting world a little bit more uh, for all my Kim K and Ryan Murphy fans. Um, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, will star in his first A24 film uh, directed by (laughs) Benny Safdie. 
this is one of the Safety brothers. He did um they, they, he did um, he's one of the ones that did Uncut Gems, I believe. The film will be a drama that follows an MMA fighter, Mark Kerr, during his peak era in the UFC as he struggles with addiction, winning, and love. So as the resident rock fan on the show, or on the pod, should I say, <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on him taking a kind of a new direction with A24? I wouldn't say it's a new direction. I mean, he's done drama before, but I'm glad that he is stepping back into this realm. Um, I think we're all a little drained. Not me, but I think the majority is a little drained of the, you know, Rock'em Sock'em action movies that he loves to produce and make a billion dollars with. So, um, yeah, let's get him back into drama. I mean, we all know that he can do it. Uh, and I'm sure this is going to be a great movie. I'll be there opening night. Yeah, I'm, I've am I've complained on this podcast countless times about The Rock, man. I, I think he's talented, but... You just think he, he doesn't, doesn't challenge care. himself. Yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't challenge himself. And, and so for I some reason, do, that bothers you, which is hilarious. But okay, keep going. Sorry. I actually do appreciate his decision to kind of do an A24 film and hopefully mm-hmm. he can he can stretch he can stretch his range in acting and, and prove me wrong you know that he actually cares a little bit about the art so um i'm, I'm <laughs> glad he's he's kind of stepping back into something like this so hopefully it's really really good because mm. uh, like i said the rock I, I do think he's talented though not as talented as batista but i think he's talented yeah. um let's let's talk some video game news a lot dropped recently the, the big one i'm going to get out the way first is the official trailer to grand theft auto 6 releasing in 2025 um mm. Got the, the franchise's first female protagonist. Um, well, apparently GTA had one of four female player f- playable female characters in the past that people are bringing up. But anyway, this 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 game has two protagonists. Uh, it's got Vice City in it plus other cities, and it's present day. Uh, what are your thoughts on this GTA Six trailer? Yeah, man, they gave us a minute and a half. Um, I, you know, I I feel bad for Rockstar because the trailer got leaked the day before. And I think they were counting on like the YouTube views or whatever to maybe give them a boost as a studio, maybe give them some type of performance bonus or merit or whatever the case may be. Cause um, it, it ended up being the, one of the most viewed trailers ever anyway. But I think if it didn't leak, it would have been the most viewed trailer ever. Um, but whatever. Anyway, the actual trailer itself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what the fuck do you want me to say? Like, uh, I can't wait till it comes out. It looked great. Graphics, guy, need it. 2025, fuck you. Um, there is a female and a male protagonist. They're going for the Bonnie and Clyde type thing. Cool, whatever. Vice City looked amazing. Um, it's just crazy, like, man, how how far things have come, man. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, I, yeah, I tweeted this. Like, I've been playing video games since the 90s. Like, I remember when fucking Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider had triangle tits and i was like this is the peak of fucking video games bitch like <laughs> this, this this is graphics bitch and then all this time later like you you see basically like real human beings like on a video game like it looks so good um, ass shaking on top of a car and yeah like yeah yeah let's do it let's let's do it incorporate social media um it is a real living breathing thing and this is probably going to be the greatest game of all time but what the fuck do i know i mean <laughs> bitch can't wait yeah, i'll be there 2025 um yeah let's go <laughs> yeah i've seen a lot of people lusting over this uh female, female protagonist in the game uh do you share those thoughts like share my thoughts about lusting over her yes um yeah sure she's she's a baddie yeah <laughs> okay and also this is a rumor i heard that it, this move this game has a two billion dollar budget apparently because they've been working on it for the past decade can you believe that a two if it's true no i can't believe that what what fucking company would put two billion dollars into a single video game i can't believe that sorry 
First of all, well, what fucking company? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over the course of 10 years. Over the course of 10 years? Okay, let me think. No, nigga. $2 billion? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I've been hearing. Stay off Twitter, bro. Okay. <laughs> Actually, on Reddit. But, um, okay. Even worse. Um, God damn. Okay. Uh, there's the next confirmed Legend of Zelda game will not be a sequel to Breath of the Wild or Tears Thank of the Kingdom. God. Thank God. Uh, I know you're a huge fan of Breath of the Wild. Uh, what are your thoughts on this This news? Breath, yeah, Breath of the Wild is the greatest game of all time for now. Um, however, Tears of the Kingdom, which came out earlier this year, May 12th to be exact, it was a disappointment. It was a disappointment. And before everybody gets on my ass, um, it's still a damn near perfect game, if not a perfect game. Like, when I say disappointment, I don't mean in terms of um, anything that the game gave me. Um, aside from the fact that it was basically just glorified DLC, which is what God of War Ragnarok was, which was also a disappointment for me. Um, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time came out in 1999. It still held as one of the greatest games of all time. But the reason that Zelda is able to stay in people's hearts and minds is because it evolves with the times um and like orca in your time and wind waker are two totally different games they're, they're both amazing wind waker and twilight princess are two totally different games but they're they're both amazing twilight princess and breath of the wild is such they're just so different but when they made tears of the kingdom after breath of the wild it was just breath of the wild with more things to do um which was look don't get me wrong like it, it was still super fun i still put in a ton of hours but i never beat it <laughs> I, i'm done with it and i don't really miss playing it um and i think that's a problem it doesn't have any replayability because it didn't give me that same new feeling that breath of the wild gave me same thing with with with, with god of war 2018 like when that shit came out i was just like oh my god I didn't think it was possible to have a story like this for Kratos and um, um, new gameplay, just a new design, like new everything. And then they did they did the exact same thing in God of War uh, Ragnarok. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm glad that the leader, creator, whoever said this about The Legend of Zelda is making this decision and we're going to get something new and original. I'm I'm excited. Uh, speaking of God of War, God of War Ragnarok Valhalla the, is a free DLC that is now out to play. So, uh, God, will you be playing this? I know you just had a rant on God of War, but will you be playing nope. this Valhalla Don't DLC? Care. Don't care. No. Okay. All right. Uh, a Jurassic Park survival game is in the works now, currently as well. Uh, could you see <laughs> yourself playing this? I watched the trailer for this. This looked interesting in terms of what they showed cinematically. Um, and then they showed like 15 seconds of gameplay at the end and it looked ass. So no, I'm not going to do that. Um, video game trailers or video game companies think they can just sneak into cinematic stuff and that people won't notice that it's cinematic. Um, yeah, I'm not, no, this look, this look bad. Honestly. Um, the cinematics were cool. I was like, wow, hey, we're back in Jurassic Park. Look, who's this random woman? Oh my God. Look at the T-Rex. And then they started doing the gameplay. I was like, okay, yeah, no thanks. Hmm. Well, it says in the works, so maybe it's not finished yet or whatever. But Yeah, if it's not um, finished, that's cool. Um, Monster Hunter Wilds is coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, uh, and PC in 2025. So all my Monster Hunter fans, uh, 
Yeah, you got a new game coming out. I, I still remember that movie that came out with T.I. and Megan Good a couple years ago. That was like a fever dream. Did that, they were in Monster Hunter? Yeah. Mm, don't remember that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, big news for Dragon Ball fans. Dragon Ball Sparking Zero, or Tenkaichi 4, has been announced at the Game Awards uh, this past weekend. So will you be playing Dragon Ball Sparking Zero? No. I said this when Dragon Ball Tenkaichi 4 got leaked. A few months ago, don't care. Sorry, I stopped playing these games. They are not fun to me anymore. Um, don't care. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Wish I had right. more I positive to, thoughts. I used to love me some Budokai growing up, but um, yeah, okay. yeah, most people did. And then it ventured off into Budokai Tenkaichi and just got too fucking crazy. So yeah, I'm cool. Um, there's a new Blade game announced as well for Marvel fans out there. <laughs> it is it is apparently going to be set in Paris. And is described as a mature single player, third player action game. Uh, does this pique your interest? <sighs> unfortunately, it did, and it's just because <laughs> why, it's why you say because like because like this is this is one of the times where like they, they tease something in twenty twenty three at the end of twenty twenty three. I'm not gonna get my hands on this to like twenty twenty six. So like I got to be excited for three years about a fucking blade game, and like. All I saw was like this nigga getting like this weird haircut. It's like, don't worry, I'm not gonna bite. <laughs> 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 like, come on, bro. Like, oh my god. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like this. Th- this is what I mean when, like, I say like th- these video game companies, these studios that make movies. It's so easy to like get black people. Like, it's so easy. Like, they're just like, oh yeah, like here's a black character. I know you niggas is gonna love this. And then automatically I'm just like, you goddamn right I do, but like I wish I didn't. Like I wish I wish that it was harder to please me, but it's it's just not. <sighs> God damn it. Our representation. Yeah, it's uh, crazy. <laughs> speaking of Mar- uh, Marvel video games, you got Spider-Man 3, which is pretty much inevitable, is also confirmed to be in the works at Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Um will this blade game be in the Insomniac verse, you think, or no? I doubt it. If it was, they would have announced it. Um and they're already working on the Wolverine video game, which is it's hilarious. I, I believe they got hacked like two days ago, and like the hacker is like, "If you niggas don't pay this ransom, we're gonna we're gonna leak we're gonna leak the Wolverine video game." And yeah, it's like, bro, this is crazy. Um, it's like a riddler out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So yeah. Um, cool. Spider Man Three. I mean, we, we all knew it was happening based on the narrative. So let's do it. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought that up because. The, the nigga who threatened to leak the Wolverine game was like, um, he give he gives Insomniac seven days or to get two billion dollars, or he's releasing it all. So uh, <laughs> I love I, I love when Batman villains can actually come through to reality. I love that. <laughs> um, let's talk some Game Award winners. Um, Alan Wake Two wins Best Narrative Award at the Game Awards. Uh, have you heard of Alan Wake Two? Yeah, I heard of it. Didn't play it. Um, I may give it a chance, but I I didn't play it. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter Six wins best fighting game. Okay, sure, I guess. Uh, it, it, I, I'm pretty sure it's been out the longest this year. Mortal Kombat just came out. I don't think Tekken even had a game. No, they do have a game this year, or is it next year? So shout out to Street Fighter, whatever. Alrighty. Um, best adaptation. Um, I was uh, hold on. Who won best? I don't know why. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the Last of Us won best at, from from video game to um, live action television show or whatever. But in that category was some 
pretty noteworthy other contenders like uh, Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo movie, which I actually really enjoyed, the Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie, which I actually really enjoyed as well, and Twisted Metal series, which I enjoyed. So Last of Us uh, ended up winning. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, it's a it's been um, world renowned for ten plus years now. So no, not really. Shout out to the last no, of this, Last of Us, the TV show with Pedro Pascal for best adaptation. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. which they adapted from the video game that came out ten years ago. So yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and and the big winner here was Baldur's Gate three that won Game of the Year. Uh, have you heard of this game? I have. Yeah, Jabbar's been playing it a lot. He's saying really great things about it. Um, niggas are so mad that Spider-Man didn't win Game of the Year. And I was just like, are y'all fucking stupid? Y'all fucking Spider-Man 2 was going to win a, an actual award? Um, yeah, no. Yeah, it's, it's Spider-Man 2 walked away with zero awards. It, it, it was nominated for seven, however. Mm-hmm. Um, and last video game thing I just wanted to point out is I finished, I watched the Mortal Kombat 1 cutscenes on YouTube. And I just have a brief review for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh okay so Let's guys for those for those who don't know i like to watch video game cutscenes and storylines because i don't play games but i'm still interested in like a lot of the lore when it comes to this stuff and okay. man this was a really awesome cutscenes, man because up until now my favorite mortal kombat uh storyline was the mortal kombat x when they got the, the kids of johnny cage and you know sonny and all them i thought that was really cool mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this I, I was wondering like why is it called mortal kombat one and it's because basically it's like an alternate timeline and we get to see a lot of different things like flipped on its head. Like in this universe, Liu Kang is the protector of Earth Realm and not Raiden, and Reptile's good. And we get to okay. see Bar- Barat. What? Hold on, let me stop you. Okay, uh, so uh, this 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 is not a um, a reset timeline. This is a a new timeline that Fire God Liu Kang has started and created himself. So yeah. in the in the last video game, uh, the the ending was was Liu Kang becoming the fire God and becoming like the protector of earth realm. Um, so that's not new. And then in this one is when he starts all of this new shit. So that's why you see um, reptiles, a good guy or whatever you were about to say. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. No, no I, I, I knew that. I probably just didn't say it right. Sorry. But, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed a lot of aspects of it. This game had like a lot of heart. The story did at least. I don't have any gameplay context. Uh, Johnny Cage stole the show for me as he always does. He's absolutely funny and, and, and amazing. Um, <clears throat> Sindel, for some reason, they made her find herself for some reason. Uh, it's typically I'm always a, a, a katana stand, but they actually made Sindel the finest one. And uh, I wasn't disappointed. There was there, there was no Jax and Sonya. I mean, um, but I guess what the fuck were they gonna do? I know I posted that on my review on TikTok for this game, and uh, somebody commented. They were like, "Well, Fire Lord, Ray, uh, Fire Lord Luke Kang wouldn't need Jackson Sonya to protect Earth Realm or something like that because they're just special ops." I'm like, "Oh, okay, fucking nerd." Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, and, and honestly, <laughs> I was loving the <laughs> I was loving the game oh up until the very the very end of it because it got very like multiverse war and i've just been kind of mm-hmm. worn out with the multiverse with the multiverse stuff with marvel and dc and so that that kind of stuff felt kind of repetitive but i was loving the story up until then um and i think it's time for the mku i, I said it in my tiktok review as well like the mcu dcu like the, the mortal kombat lore is so expansive and so fucking deep you can do so many things with that like let's make a whole cinematic universe like give me give me films set only in outworld or films only in earth realm or give me a uh Give me a fucking uh, Lin Kuei movie. Like this could be a really big thing if somebody took the time to really, you know, flesh it out. So, yeah, I really enjoyed the storyline. It was really great. Thank you for recommending it to me. Did you have any <laughs> thoughts on it? Uh, shit. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they, they, they echo your thoughts. Um, Liu Kang has been my favorite character since the 1995 movie. Uh, so to see him become Fire God Liu Kang is just fucking awesome. I think he has the best fatality in the game. The twin dragon flame with the with the blue and red fire killing a nigga. I think that shit is just dope as fuck. Um, it, it, it was interesting to see certain characters stay the same and certain characters have that different light. Like, uh, you know, Queen Sindel, for instance, like you mentioned, or even Scorpion and Sub-Zero. They were different representations than what most Mortal Kombat fans are used to. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people, before they saw it, uh, or they experienced the game for themselves, I feel like they had a problem with it. But once they went through the narrative, they were like, okay, we get it. I actually kind of like this direction. Um, and that's, that's pretty much how I'm feeling. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people weren't happy that Raiden was just a commoner just a farmer and then he has you know he doesn't have his thunder god powers but he has this amulet that helps him you know with his thunder stuff i i liked it i, I bought it you know um so i thought it was cool yeah same 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 uh disney and pixar are releasing three movies that came out during the pandemic time into theaters that couldn't be released when they were released so soul luca oh, and turning turning red are all coming to theaters for the first time in 2024 um, out of those three, is there, are there any ones that you might revisit in the theater or no? Well, I didn't see Turning Red at all. So I, 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 would, I really enjoyed Turning Red. It was really good. Yeah. So I'd probably watch that. Um, I don't want to see Soul again. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, me either. I'm sorry. <laughs> Luca, I don't even remember. What, what What the fuck is Luca? Is that the one where he's two like boys. an underwater guy? Yeah. Two boys and mermaid. and Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to revisit that either if I'm being real. So Turning Red it is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, Warner Brothers and A24 have signed a deal to bring all past and future A24 films to Max exclusively after their theatrical debuts. This is a big deal. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, anytime you can get content like A24's library on any platform, I think it's a good thing. There's some of the stuff is is ass. Sorry. But Fair. I I, yeah. I I do think that there are some really good gems, great um, gems, yeah. And then there are some like all time stuff, like everything, everywhere, all at once. So, um, I think this is a win for Max for sure because they need fucking something because yeah. they don't got shit. So it's fucking Harry Potter and Game of Thrones and DC. <laughs> uh, well, now D- DC's on Tubi. Yeah, DC's on Netflix too. <laughs> that shit coming to Tubi, boy. Uh, but yeah, you know, I agree, man. This is a huge win for Max. Their price is about to definitely go up because uh, this is a pretty expensive library full of some very, like you said, prestigious films. Even though some of them are a lot, a lot of them are pretentious, but there's some, some great ones as well. Um, Dave Chappelle is making a return to Netflix with a brand new stand-up special coming to coming on New Year's Eve. Uh, I think me, and you are both big Dave Chappelle fans. Uh, haven't been a fan of his latest stuff only because it's a little bit too talky and preachy and too, you know, just slice of life i like when he actually tells jokes but he's a very smart guy i can listen to him talk all day but uh what are your thoughts on this yeah um i mean i'm gonna watch it but i i'd be lying if i said that i was like super excited for this or whatever um i think it would have been more of an event if he would have did the live thing like chris rock did uh earlier this year but whatever um speaking of chris rock him and kevin hart have a new thing out on netflix today i believe um, which I plan to tune into. I've heard some good things about it, so I'm actually excited to watch it. Forget what it's, it's a called, special. Though. It's like a stand-up special. 
No, no, no. It, it's a documentary about their, uh, it's called Headliners Only. It's a documentary about them two headlining in New York. I think like right before Chris Rock did his live special earlier this year. Okay. Um, so it's supposed to give like an insight to both of them and how they got their start and shit like that. And I heard it was good. So I'm gonna check it out. Okay. Uh, Netflix is also actively working on their live action My Hero Academia uh, oh, ad- adaptation. <laughs> what are your thoughts? This isn't good. Um, well, <laughs> maybe it just depends on how far they go. And honestly, they can take liberties and cut out characters that don't need to be there. They don't have to put fucking Wash in there. They don't have to put the... the why do we always come about Wash? Every time we talk looks, about My Hero... It just looks fucking stupid. It just does, okay? They don't have Shut to. Shut out, put, Roger, man. <laughs> they don't have to put the the comic book strip, nigga. They don't got to do that. Um, honestly, anybody that's not part of class one A, like Animorph, like I'm trying to think, like they don't. I mean, they don't got to put a whole bunch of niggas. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they can they can make it fit in live action. And honestly, I don't think it's gonna be that hard. Um, as long as they focus on a certain group of characters. Now, if 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 they try to be too too uh loyal to the actual anime or the manga, then then yeah, it's gonna get difficult. But if they can cut around the corners like One Piece did, do what you can prosthetically and do what you can CGI-ly, whatever, man. Um me complaining about not wanting it isn't gonna, you know, do anything. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite route. I can't wait for this. This is gonna be fucking amazing. Um, let's go, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say the I say the opposite, bro. Like, just go for it. Give me fucking wash. Give me give me give me Tokayami. Like, okay. fuck it, bro. Like, let's just just go for it. I, I rather them do that than try to play it safe and try to make it realistic and shit like that. Because my hero is so out there. If you fail, you fail, but at least fail trying. You know. Um, so just just fucking go for it. I agree. Um, yeah. You don't agree. You just said you didn't. Uh, Black Eyed Samurai, Black Eye, Blue Eyed Samurai <laughs> has been renewed for a season two at Netflix. Have you mm-hmm. started season one journey yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I watched season uh, season one. I watched episode one a few weeks ago, and I never picked it back up. But as of literally today, I've only have three episodes left. I've been watching it um, for the past two or three nights. I don't love this, uh, but you know, maybe oh. I mean, I, no, 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 I mean, I, I, I haven't seen all of it, so like, I'm, I'm not going to give any type of review aside from that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it has three episodes to, you know, change my mind, I guess. But um, season two on the way, sure, let's go. Damn, man, I hate to hear that, but yeah, please let me know when you finish it. Um, yeah, uh, Twisted Metal, the the show starring Anthony Mackie based off the video game, the live action show, has been renewed for a second season at Peacock. Uh, this show is something that grew on me, and I actually really enjoyed it by the end. So I'm I'm happy for this. Nev Campbell, I think, is going to have a, a much bigger presence in season two. They kind of set her up. Um, so yeah, you, know, you you didn't watch this, but do you have any thoughts? Not really. Uh, Netflix's Squid Game, the competition reality show, has been renewed for a second season as well. This show has been getting a lot of buzz on my social media timeline. Anyway, I'm thinking about checking it out. I, I was a big fan of the Squid Game show, so uh, this reality show apparently has is, 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 has some great things to it. So I'm thinking about watching it. <laughs> Enjoy that. I will not be doing that. <laughs> uh, House of the Dragon. It's been confirmed. Will now have four seasons. Uh, any thoughts on this? Uh, I thought this was already. Confirmed. Uh, it said five, four. Believe. Okay, sure. Four seasons. Yeah, let's do it. Don't don't extend it any longer than it needs to be. Give it, give it to me. HBO Max. Agreed. 
Agreed. Agreed. If it's if four, what you need to tell the story, give me four. Um, yeah. Uh, there's a live action American girl movie in the works at Mattel and Paramount. I assume this is based off the success of Barbie, another Mattel property. Um, are you familiar with the American girl doll growing up? I mean, obviously you didn't play with them, I assume, but never heard of them. Nope. Really? American girl? Never heard of it. You, you, you American? <laughs> okay, but uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, no, nah, but I had a little sister. She played with him, so yeah, mm. that's always they, niggas' they wanna... excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Mm-mm-mm. Um, I had a little sister. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg says Uncharted Two script is written. Um, Tom Holland. Oh, 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 oh wait! Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> Lily. The first one with Tom Holland was good, but forgettable. Uh, but yeah, sure. Wh- whatever. Any thoughts? I gave you my thoughts. Who gives a fuck about this fucking Uncharted 2 bullshit? Did you watch the first movie? You never watched it, did you? Nope. Because it looked ass. It wasn't ass, actually. Um, Maleficent 3 has been confirmed with Angelina Jolie set to return. Uh, have you seen any of the, of the Maleficent movies? No, I haven't. But I've heard there. I've heard good things about the first one at least. I don't remember any hearing anything about. Wait, the second one even out? Yeah, yeah, it's been out. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard anything about that one. But I heard good things about the first one. Yeah, these Maleficent movies are actually really good. I mean, they're still very much Disney fied and for kids, but they you can tell it's not just like a cash grab. They actually try to do something very different with the character, make her nuanced. Angelina Jolie, I think, is born for this role. Um, so I'm really, I'm actually really excited for Maleficent, Maleficent three. Um, so yeah. Uh, Saw 11 releases next year, uh, September 27th. Uh, did you ever watch Saw 10? I think I don't, I don't think you ever watched that, did you? Yeah, no, because wow, you said you were going to. Um, I believe I was sick when it came out and I just never went to go see it after. So, yeah, I watch it eventually on streaming, I guess. I think it's on Peacock or something. Um, I'll catch it and then watch episode 11, I guess. Holy fuck, 11 saws, yeah, plus spiral. Plus Spiral, you're right. Yeah, 12. Jesus. Uh, l- let's talk Godzilla minus one director Takashi Yamakazi, Yamazaki. Yeah. Uh, so apparently... <laughs> hey, shut up. Shut up. Uh, anyway. Oh, um, shit. Oh, so I so if you remember mm. me, you made a, a big fuss about not a fuss, but we were like so blown away. This movie had a fifteen million dollar budget. He came mm. out and said, "He said, nigga, I wish it was that much." That's what he said. He said, "Nigga." <laughs> so that's just that's just even more crazy that this guy didn't even have a fifteen million dollar budget, indicating it was probably make half of that maybe, and it mm-hmm. still managed to look so good. And you know, this guy was he wrote, directed, and did the VFX lead for this movie as well. Like that's. That's some crazy multi-talented stuff right there. So yeah. It is, man. I encourage everybody to go see it. Um, they did extend the theatrical run, so it's still out in theaters. I encourage everybody to go to a theater and watch this movie. Godzilla minus one, man. You you won't regret it. Yes, and also, uh director says he wants to make a sequel. His quote is, I wonder if they'll just let me make one more. So I trust this guy. I mean, I haven't seen much work from him besides this, but if he says there's a story for a sequel, then damn it, there's a story for a sequel. I'll be there. <laughs> Opening night. Fucking night. Um, so of course the variety actor on actor pairings have have already been released, but now there's some director on director pairings that are coming out as well. That I just wanted to give you some notable ones. I think they're pretty cool. Uh we got Greta Gerwig, director of Barbie, of course, and James Cameron are sitting down talking together. That's gonna be really cool, I think. I'll check that one out. We got Ben Affleck and Michael B. Jordan. 
I mean, not gonna be ordered in one movie, but sure, I guess he's qualifies for this now. So interesting, <laughs> interesting pairing, and, and Bradley Cooper and Spike Lee. So for guys who are interested in kind of seeing those directors have a conversation, uh, there's other ones out as well, but those are the ones that are coming out. Um, cool. I have a segment just for Jonathan Majors. Can we, can we just talk about Jonathan Majors? What's going on right now, real quick? Let's do it. Um, so first of all, do you think after what you've seen so far that he'll still remain as king, or do you think it's kind of out the window at this point? Uh, I mean, after after, <laughs> after the video I saw today of him running miles, <laughs> sprinting away from this woman, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, I, I look, there was not a camera inside of the car. We don't know what happened when he placed her inside of the car. We don't know. But if this is the evidence that's been passed on and the jury sees this, how can they find him guilty of beating on this woman? Because there was nothing conclusive in that video that showed that. Um, but did you see the text, though? Text of what? No, I didn't see any text. Okay, well, that, that that's some big evidence that dropped a couple of days ago. Basically, him confirming that, yeah, I, I hit you and stuff like that. So that was a big drawback against him. That's why I said the Kang thing. Do you think he'll remain? Because he basically can confirm mm. the text. Like, I did it, you know, and can you keep it under wraps? So that's, that's going to bite him in the ass, I think. Got it. Okay, well. There you have it, then the I guess. Big, huh? <laughs> sure, <laughs> but but the big thing I have to address and I have to unpack is him basically wanting his ex, who's a white woman. He said he quote uh, he wanted her to be more like Coretta Scott King and Michelle Obama. That's just nuts, and um, I'd expect nothing more from Jonathan Majors himself. So uh, yeah, it's it's just really been a funny trial so far. I hope he remains as King, but uh, this nigga is absolutely nuts. Um, let's do some reviews. Did you, did you finish any shows or movies? No. Oh, so you, you never watched Boy in the Heron? You literally texted me and told me not to waste my time. I, and you know what? I'm, I'm meaning to tell you about that. Why do you keep doing this? Like, I, I've, I, only, I've asked you for, so many times to, like, stop doing this. First of all, I've, I try to never give you any kind of, you know, preconceived notions before going into any movie. So if, if I do this, it's for your best interest. Trust me. And, and, and <laughs> I've only, okay, I've Dad. Only, I, I, thanks. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> for your best interest, son. But I, I don't do it. I do, I do it like once a year. I don't do it often. I'm trying to every, save you. I'm, I'm every just, single time, every single time you do it, it pisses me the fuck off. I okay, I won't do I it. Can't you know what? It. Okay, you ungrateful. Okay, I'm not gonna do it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said you don't know what you're getting into, boy. <laughs> okay. Anyway, tell me, anyway. tell me how terrible the boy in the heron was. Well, first, I want to get into one series I finished, which actually came out in 2021. It's called The Wheel of Time. Uh, the, the most current season came out this year, but I, I've been I've been needing my fantasy fix because, uh, you know, I love shows like House of Dragon, but that doesn't come out until next year, season two. And The Witcher finished earlier this year. Um, there's no Rings of Power. So I, I, need, I love fantasy. And so I've been looking for a new show to consume. And I finally gave this show a chance. It's on Prime Video. It's got a crazy budget, too. So I'm surprised no one's talking about it. And it's awesome, man. It really is. Um, it definitely scratched that fantasy itch for me. Uh, I think it's better than Wheel of Power. It's already on like Witcher level already, in my opinion. Um, there's always that like adjustment period. Like anytime you consume new fantasy content, whether it be a book, movie, or a series, of like having to like, oh my god, all the weird names and the weird cities and introduced to the whole new lore of the new world. But in this show, it didn't feel taxing or daunting. It felt like you know what? this is a very cool learning process. There's a lot of cool stuff. How the magic is used. And I look forward to learning more. So that's always a really good sign, you know, when it comes to uh, a new show. It's got a very beautiful lo- location shooting. You can tell the Prime videos put the budget into it. Um, and also, 
the the diversity on the show is absolutely stellar. Like I, I think that the days of fantasy just being strictly with white people in it is over. And I think that's for the best. I, I credit shows like the Witcher and rings of power for starting this trend of like having black, Asian, Latino characters in fantasy world, because it's important, you know, and it, it, it doesn't feel forced at all. Like it's, it's nothing to see a black witch walk by. Like, it's not like, Oh my God, that's a black witch. That's a black witch. It's like, okay, you know, it's just, just part of the fucking world. And why, why wouldn't a fantasy world have, POC people of color in their world because it's not even fucking real anyway, you know, even though it's based on medieval Europe, but still. So I really appreciated that. And also, not only are the POC characters seen in this show, they have very like prominent roles and they're impactful to the story. Um, and episode four is what really nagged me. I'm not going to say what happens, obviously, but I was, I was okay. I'm learning about the show. Episode one and episode four happened. I was like, oh shit. I'm going to be a big fan of this show for a long time to come. And so I'm currently watching season two, which came out earlier or like a couple months ago. And so I'm really enjoying the show guys. If you're looking for a new fantasy show, I recommend uh, this show called the wheel of time on prime video. So yeah. Uh, review time now for movies um, is the boy in the heron review. So this is the new studio Ghibli movie uh, currently out right now. So I, I want to say this before I get into my review I'm learning I'm in the minority with this movie. People claim to love it. Um, but this movie was teased originally as um, Studio Ghibli's last film, you know, or whatever. And now it's not. Uh, it's apparently he's coming back. Well, this I watched the English sub dub version of this movie with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe and uh, Dave Bautista and everybody like that. And the voice cast is really, really good here. Uh, it's so funny that the the heron is voiced by Robert Pattinson. Cause when you hear this heron, you're like, there's no way that's fucking Robert Pattinson. It's no way. And he's, he killed it. He, he did a really good job. The heron itself is super creepy and the way it moves, the way it talks, the way it looks. It's of course animated beautifully. I always going to advocate for more 2d animation, hand drawn animation. But for me, bro, this shit was so damn boring. Uh, and I have a huge patience tolerance. Like when it comes to movies, I, 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 I love payoff. I don't mind sitting through something, but I walked out of this movie about an hour and 15 minutes into it. And that's, that's more than halfway. It's about a two hour movie. Um, and I never walk out of movies that often, but I did, uh, Bo, Bo was afraid earlier this year with, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but with this one, I, I just couldn't do it. It felt too pretentious. And my biggest criticism when it comes to movies is pretentiousness. I can't do slow moving just for the sake of slow moving. Uh, I understand that he's trying to build out the world and show you how beautiful. I don't need a five minute sequence of him walking down the hallway. And I don't care how beautiful the hand drawn animation is. And it just took a lot, a, a while for things to get going. I'm sitting in my seat at the theater. I, I look up there and do it, the Wikipedia plot just to see, okay, where is this going? Maybe it's going somewhere. And, after reading the plot, I think it's more so an ode to his younger self because he did say in an interview, like, this is based on my younger reality and my younger life. So obviously the story means a lot to him and I can appreciate that. But for somebody like myself, who's I've been a fan of other Studio Ghibli films, I've loved them, like My Neighbor Totoro or Spirited Away. Uh, I just could not get into this one. But like I said, I'm in the minority. People are actually claiming to love this movie. And so um, <laughs> I say give it a chance. Give it a chance for yourself. But for me, it just was not my cup of tea, unfortunately. So that's my review for the boy in the heron. I, I can't even give it a grade because I didn't, I didn't, even though I know what happened, I didn't really finish it. So that's my thoughts on it. Try to warn Julian by telling him just don't waste his time, but maybe, he, maybe he'll enjoy it. So I probably will. Don't do that face. <laughs> don't, don't act like you're just so disgusted at me right now. I am. Okay. You know what? I am. I'm not going to, I'm not going to ever warn you. You know what? I hope I see the most awful movie next week that you plan on seeing. I'm not going to say a single, I'm going to say, bruh, so I'm not going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. You shouldn't. Let me experience right. this awful fucking movie for myself. 
Thanks. But I never do that. I never do that for you. So if I do it, I'm I'm obviously really trying to look out. But okay, you know what? Fuck you. Whatever. Thank you. Um, Fuck last you. review, guys. Whoa. Is whoa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoops. Last <laughs> review is is for Leave the World Behind. This is the new Netflix movie. It's been garnering a lot of um, dialogue online. Uh, starring Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, and Mahershala Ali. Remember, this is the trailer I tagged you in where the world has been shut down, cybersecurity or some shit like that. World's ending. Uh, of course, you didn't watch this, but here's my thoughts on it real quick. This movie was produced, fun fact, by Barack and Michelle Obama, who are apparently big fans of the novel that the screenplay is based on. Um, and this movie, I got to say, man, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's got a very eerie undertone from the very beginning. It's got a wonderful score. It feels very Shyamalan inspired at times. I mean, prime Shyamalan, not recent Shyamalan. Just in terms of its tonality, uh, it just always has a creepiness to it, which I really appreciate it. Um, Herschel Ali steals the show, in my opinion. I think he's one of the best working actors today. Uh, even though I don't want to see his old ass as Blade, I kind of look forward to it now, just because, just, just, just because he's so talented. He really, he really is. Um, and typically when it comes to these end of the world kind of movies, it's told from the point of view of like experts who kind of know what's going on. And so we in turn as the audience also know what's going on, but I appreciated that in this movie, people have no idea what's going on. They have no idea. So we in turn are just as confused and anxious as the characters. So I really was able to really appreciate that. And by the end, we get some kind of basically finality and some kind of explanation as to what, as to what's going on, but it, it could totally be wrong, you know? And so I, it's very open-ended. I think that, that would kind of piss off some people. But for me, I think the movie has a lot more to explore than just this end of the world stuff. It's got like it's a very human story. It deals with human themes and stuff like that. And so I think it does that stuff really, really well. Um, it kind of reminded me of a movie that came out on Netflix a couple years ago. Another All Star cast, Don't Look Up, End of the World movie as well with DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. I think this movie is a lot more subtle than that movie. It's not more. It's not as in your face and uh, as a typical kind of plot structure. But it's. I think it's. It's more effective storytelling at the end of the day. So I gave it a B minus. I really enjoy Leave the World Behind. People have been talking about it a lot online lately. It's getting a lot of dialogue. So yeah, people either either love it or hate it. So I, I'm kind of in the middle. I really enjoyed it though. Got it. Um, and, and last bit of news here, guys. Andre Brower has passed away at the age of 61. He played uh, Captain Holt on Brooklyn 911. I've seen this guy a lot uh, just on clips and stuff like that. Um, may he rest in peace. Uh, he was a fan fave on the show. Uh, so I didn't watch Brooklyn Nine 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 One One, but uh, I know a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people did, and a lot of people enjoyed it. And so I'm sorry that you guys lost um, somebody that you guys cared about. You know, so yeah, so that's unfortunate. Yes, rest in peace, rest in peace. <laughs> All right, guys, that's, that wraps it up. Thank you, Julian. Thanks, Monty. You're the best.